Hey everybody, this is Hunter Williams. Today is going to be episode 50, Big 5-0 of the NeuroEdge podcast. Thank you so much. If you're listening to this, thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're watching the YouTube video or listening on iTunes, Spotify, any of those podcast platforms. So just wanted to say as we made it thus far through 50 episodes, if you're a listener, you like to tune in and you get value from this content, I really appreciate it and appreciate any feedback you have and how it helps your life, if it resonates with you, and if you try any of these brain hacks, health hacks, health tips, anything like that, that helps change your life and just becomes helps you become the optimal version of yourself. So I want to say thank you. The name of today's episode, episode 50, is going to be Nine Proven Methods to Optimize Your Morning Routine. And there's a lot of people out there that talk about a morning routine, and you can find thousands and thousands of different self-help books or health books that talk about what is the best morning routine. But you got to find what works for you. And that's why I named it Nine Proven Methods to Optimize Your Morning Routine because we are always in a state of optimization. There's never a point where we have it and it is 100% set in stone. There's always a way to get better. And these are things that I have drawn on from different self-help, health-related books, that I have read, that I have incorporated into my life that make a huge difference. And they kind of range from more of the spiritual side all the way to very technical on the health side. So I think it's truly important that any person on the planet devotes at least some sort of intention to your morning routine. And that's because it's going to set the intention for your day. And I'm going to get into that later and kind of break down how all these methods kind of align with your intention for the day and help set the intention for day for the day for what you want to do. So again, if you're tuning in, thank you so much. Again, all that good stuff, like, comment, subscribe on YouTube, and don't forget to join the Facebook group. I'm going to be doing giveaways and really trying to create a micro community of like-minded people, other business people, entrepreneurs, athletes, anything like that that are interested in making themselves the most optimized human version possible through making their health better. So anyway, again, thanks for tuning in. And the reason I wanted to talk about the morning routine is because I think it's so crucial and a lot of people take it for granted and they kind of get lulled to sleep into doing the same routine over and over again. And if you think about your life, think about this, just let's zoom out and talk macro models, macro mental models for a second. If you think about your life as from start to finish, you start in infancy, you start when you're a baby and you progress on this whole stage of life and then hopefully you live to be 100 years old, 120 years old, and you have all the experience that you did and you lived a great life. Well, there's different sections that like there's infancy, there's childhood, there's adolescence, there's early adulthood, middle age, older adulthood. When you go through all these stages, it's almost, it's just the transition of time. And your day is not that much different. If you think about your day as the infancy, you wake up, you start your day, and you go through this progression of the day, and then you close it out at the end of the day by going to sleep. You want to treat the beginning of your day just as a parent treats their baby in the beginning of their life to make sure that they become a healthy version. Obviously, I'm not a parent, but if you have kids, if you're a parent, or if you're a child yourself, hopefully you want the best for your children and you want to make sure when those children are first born that you're ushering them into the world in a way that is optimal and going to help them live the best life possible, help them make the best choices possible, give them the most freedom and help them to become successful and be happy in whatever they want to do. 
Well, if you apply that same model to our actual day, the beginning of your day is no different. And I know that's kind of a stretch, but it also is very important because just as a child, the first few years of the life of the child are one of the most important in brain development and making sure that that child is going to have a good life because their brain is so impressionable in that state, the beginning of your day is no different. So if you, uh, you attack your day at the beginning of the day with the same intention that a loving parent would upon their children in the first few years of your life, your day is going to be so much better. And that's how serious I've gotten in taking my morning routine. And again, it's not set in stone and I don't do the same exact thing every single day. And I'm always looking to make it better, but there are different proven methodologies that you can incorporate that you can stack on top of each other that are really going to help you make progress in terms of controlling what you can control. And that's what part of being healthy and being prosperous and having success is controlling what you can control and making sure that you're doing everything you can to achieve your goals. That starts with intention. So you have to have intention for what you want to do. And I'm not saying I'm perfect at this by any means, and this is something I'm always striving to get better at. But when you have intention for where you want to go, the path becomes a lot clearer. And that's not to say that you need to know every single de every single minute detail of what you want to do, what you want to, where you want to live, who you want to be, and everything. But you need intention for the kind of life that you want to live. And in order to do so, you really need to break down and understand where you want to go before you're in a reactionary state. And that's why it's so important to optimize your morning, take care of your health in the morning, because it helps set you on the path closer to where you want to go. And you're going to start to pick up things in your environment that are very important to help you get there. And if you don't have intention, and especially you don't set that intention in the morning, it's going to be a lot harder. And it's going to be more difficult to get where you want to go, whatever that is. Now, why, why is it so important to incorporate these things? Well, your health is everything. If you do not have your health, it's going to be a lot harder to function in the world. So that's why I make it such a big priority to focus on these things incorporate them into my life because I have noticed when I am not doing these things, my day tends to go much more awry and be in disarray than it is when I set the intention because I am in control. I control exactly what I want to do. So again, treat your morning with the reverence that a parent raising a newborn child that actually loves their child and wants to bring their child into the world. Treat your morning with that because that's setting the foundation for the day that's going to lead to how you behave, what you accomplish, what you achieve as you go throughout the day. And if you can just take a few minutes every morning to do this, it's going to be so much better. Believe me, promise, I promise. Having not done this and then even slacking sometimes and not doing it and then going back to it, man, your day is so much better. You're so much more clear-headed and you have much more control over that which you can control. But again, this is not to tell anyone what time to wake up, what time to go to bed, any of that. It's to help you incorporate tactics that fit with your life, whether you're a parent, not a parent, child, whatever it is, that help you get where you want to go. So I think the most important thing before we start into any of these is the morning routine that actually starts the night before, and that includes how you go to sleep. So I'm not going to go into a bunch of stuff about sleep on this episode, 
but you need to make sure you're optimizing your sleep. You need to make sure you're getting at least seven to eight hours of sleep. And you do not want to be waking up in the morning. And the first thing you think about is, man, all I want in the world is to go back to sleep because that probably means you're not getting enough sleep. So again, this episode is not about sleep, but just remember, do everything you can to get sleep because your morning routine is going to be a lot more optimized and your day is going to be a lot better when you're sleeping. You're going to be ready for the day. So before we get into these, set the primer that you need sleep beforehand. And also to talk about priming, this is really more focused on priming your day. So what you're doing in a morning routine is you're priming yourself for the day and what you want to accomplish. But anyway, without further ado, let's get into it. I know I've rambled a lot. So number one, number one proven method, and you can look all these up, their scientific methodologies and everything. So I'm just going to be talking about them, how to incorporate them. And the number one thing that I have noticed that a lot of successful people, and I have modeled this myself, is journaling. And I know I've talked about that before, but journaling is going to help you again, bring your intention for the day. And what's awesome about journaling first thing when you wake up in the morning is you're getting that brain, your brain in that impressionable state where it hasn't fully clicked on into the day yet. And you're not fully focused on whatever it is that are problems that are gonna come up for the day. You're just your thoughts. And if you can do that immediately when you wake up, this is what I do when I immediately wake up, I start journaling at least 90% of the time when I can. And I've noticed that the best ideas I have come when I'm journaling. And I am most clear headed when I'm journaling. And again, it goes back to being in a reactionary versus a proactive state. If I'm reactionary, I'm getting up and I'm checking my phone, I'm doing all of this different stuff, and I'm reminding myself of what's going on for the day. However, if I journal first, I'm setting the intention for the day. And it can be whatever you want it to be. It can be about your goals. It can be about how you feel. It can be ideas that you have. It can be anything that you want it to be, but just do it. And it doesn't need to be long. You only, you only need five or 10 minutes. When you do that, you're getting your brain to be in a proactive state rather than in a reactionary state. And I think that's one of the most important things about journaling is you're doing that, but you're also tracking your thoughts. So you can have a record and you start to build up this record of all your thoughts over time. And you can look back and see where you made the most progress, what you were thinking about at that time. So Again, I know I harp on it all the time, but journaling, one of the most important proven methodologies that you can do when you wake up. Number two is going to be breath work. And this is something, again, by no means am I an expert, but I have noticed that has been very, very, very powerful. And one, helping me set the intention for my day, but also helping me to manage my emotional state and manage where I am at emotionally. And that sounds weird, but your breath is so tied into your health. And I think a lot of people take for granted how important your breath is. So I make it a huge, huge point that every morning I do a certain breath work routine. Now the one I do is called four, seven, eight breathing. And that is something that I learned from a guy named Andrew Weil, who he's got like a natural health magazine. And it's this technique where you just breathe Four seconds in, you hold for seven seconds, and then you let eight seconds out. And there's this thing when you breathe in and you hold, and then you have this prolonged exhale that you're calming your nervous system. Again, I talk a lot about the autonomic nervous system, sympathetic versus parasympathetic state. When you get into this breathing state where you're having long exhales and you're calming your nervous system, you're much more likely to be in a parasympathetic state where you're not in the flight or flight mode that would be in the sympathetic state. And you're using your breath to actually control your physiology. So it's not so much that you're doing breath work just for the sake of breathing. Everybody's breathing. You're breathing when you're asleep, 
although you may be snoring or whatever. But when you're in control of your breath, you control the nervous system that's going on in your body, inside your body that you have no control over. So it's almost getting into your subconscious nervous system and controlling that and putting it in a relaxed state where you're in control. If you get up and you're scrambling and you're going around, you're not conscious of your breath. You might be breathing out of your mouth instead of in your nose where you're getting more oxygen into your body. So that's a huge component is how you actually breathe. And this is one thing that I really want to work on getting better at and incorporating different breath techniques. But even just doing the four, seven, eight breathing has been huge for me and really helps you manage your, again, your autonomic nervous system, which is going to correlate into the emotional state that you have. So when you're calm, cool, and collected, you're going to be breathing nice and easy. Think about any time that you're in a stress state. You're probably not breathing properly. You're probably breathing very fast. You're probably breathing through your mouth. Think about when you're working out. A lot of times you might be breathing through your mouth. So when you're in control of your breath, you're in control of your emotions. And again, it goes back to the intention for the day. So if you want to set a positive intention for the day to make the most difference in the world, to be the best version and the healthiest version of yourself, if you control your breath, you're going to, it's like going under the car hood and making sure that everything is running smoothly. That's starting your breath. You don't want to, to, to try to give an analogy, you don't want to go out to a really old car, start the car up and immediately just floor it as soon as you start it. You want to let it run for a while and that's kind of what your breath is doing when you're waking up. You're in control of how your systems are regulating and functioning. And that's so crucial to everything from your nervous system, your cardiovascular system, everything. And if you can become in more control of your breath, you also become much more intentional about how you're carrying out the day. So number three is going to be meditation. And this is just a whole different can of worms. And before I get into talking about meditation, I want to I just want to preface it by saying that meditation is, does not need to be, you do not need to be a mystic yogi on a mountain somewhere to get the benefits of meditation. And where I say a lot of people mess up with meditation is that they, they start to do it and then they realize how crazy their thoughts are going and then they just stop because they think, oh, I'm, I can't do that. And that's actually exactly the point at which you start to get benefits from meditation and there's thousands of different flavors of meditation for me what I like to do is walk so I just like to take a walk by myself whether it's five minutes ten minutes 20 minutes where I'm going and I'm just alone with my own thoughts I think the most important thought part is being alone with your own thoughts and then you progress from there whether that's sitting down and just not having anything not being plugged into the world and just being by yourself or going for a walk by yourself but you're allowing your brain to have time to process your own thoughts and I think where people mess up is again they're in a reactionary state when they get up and they're getting data input they're hurried they're trying to make stuff on time they're trying to get to work on time they're trying to do everything and be in a thousand different directions and that does not set the intention properly for the day so I'm not gonna go too deep into meditation but most importantly can you take 10 to 20 minutes and just remove yourself from the world then from there you start to get a little bit better and maybe you get into transcendental meditation or you get into just doing different types of meditation where you're thinking about your body and really focus on making your body the healthiest version of itself. So next thing, number four is going to be movement. And obviously having been an athlete much of my life, I am going to prioritize movement. I think it's very, very important 
that we do some sort of movement when we first get up in the morning. And it does not necessarily need to be hard exercise, crushing movement that is tearing your body to pieces. It can be very gentle and whether that's again going for a walk and you see how some of these things start to uh, stack on top of each other. So you can do your movement plus your meditation at the same time. You can do your journaling at, well, you probably wouldn't want to do your journaling at the same time as breath work, but you could do your meditation, walking and journaling all right within the same 20 minute window. So you don't need to set aside an hour for all of these activities. But anyway, movement, why is it important to move in the first thing? First thing in the morning. Well, as humans, we are bodies in motion. Again, you probably hear it all the time, bodies in motion tend to stay in motion. And if you want to be the healthiest version of yourself, you need to move. Well, it's important, crucially, to move first thing in the morning because it helps wake up all the systems, systems in your body. It helps get blood flowing. It helps get into a state where you're awake, you're present, you're conscious of what's going on. And I have known in the past that I just get up and I lay in bed and then I trudge around and throughout the day, I have so much less energy. And it's important if you wanna have high energy throughout the day that you move first thing in the morning because it's gonna, again, it's gonna get blood flowing. It's going to help wake up all your systems. It's gonna help get lymph fluid flowing, which again helps with waking up all of your systems and helps give you energy for the day. So if you're going immediately from your bed and then you go to sit at a cubicle or whatever it is, chances are your day is not going to be the best possible day it is. However, you can actually get more energy throughout the day by moving. And again, for me, I like pretty intense physical exercise, but I don't necessarily do that every day. So some days I might do yoga. Some days I might just do stretching and walk around. And it's important whether you're doing strength training or anything like that, that you also have days mixed in where you have some more gentle movement. And again, that gentle movement is going to help your body actually recover if you're doing intense exercise. And even if you're not, it's going to help get the energy moving for the day to put you in a state where you're actually in motion. I'm very big into noticing the correlation between different areas of your life. So if you wanna be successful in your work, chances are you really need to be successful in your fitness life too. They're not completely tied together, but I think people that are more healthy are more successful in their work. So if you want to be more successful in your work, take priority of your health. And one of the biggest things is to move first thing in the morning, because again, it's going to help give energy to you in whatever you're doing. The next thing, is going to be water. And I'm actually gonna break water into two different parts. So water, the first one is actually drinking water. And I like to drink, not ice cold, but like semi-lukewarm water when I wake up in the morning. And I get like 20 to 30 ounces, and that's really going to help, again, wake everything up, but also rehydrate you, because you've probably been asleep for seven or eight hours, you haven't had water. And whether you're thirsty or not, it helps, again, wake up your body, get you more hydrated, and again, give you more energy for the day. And especially with intention, and if you're doing things like journaling, breath work, the water's gonna give you a little bit more energy to get the sparks flying in your brain to help you get into more states where you're being creative and you're setting your intention for what it is you want to accomplish during the day. But water's gonna be huge. Again, it's gonna keep you hydrated and you need to be drinking plenty of water throughout the day. But particularly in the morning, you've been in a state where you haven't had water for eight hours. Chances are, if you've been through, if you go through the whole day and you don't have water for eight hours, you'd be dying of thirst. But a lot of times when we wake up in the morning, that's not what we think about. But it helps really get everything going. And I've heard people talk about this idea that you need to do a dry fast where you go 8 to 10 hours without water, which I don't necessarily disagree with. But if you have been asleep for 8 hours and you haven't got up throughout the night drinking water, it's really going to help hydrate you and give you, give you that energy and spark that you need to get ready for the day and set your intention. The next part about water, so this is going to be number 
six is going to be cold water. And I've talked about this in the past a bunch, getting a cold shower. But when you do some sort of cold water immersion, again, I don't need to go into all the benefits, but it's really going to help optimize and prime you for the day. So you're really going to be in a state where you're woken up. And I have noticed that it is to me almost the equivalent of drinking a cup of coffee when I do cold water in the morning. And it also, again, is going to help with glucose stabilization, insulin stabilization throughout the day where your blood sugar does not spike as much. And because you're doing cold, it helps your body from having these blood sugar spikes throughout the day. Hopefully not eating too many carbs anyway, but if you are, it's going to help minimize the effect of that. So cold water, again, the health benefits are numerous, but particularly in the morning, if you do it when you first gonna, first get up, it's going to have a huge benefit again in providing energy for the day. Number seven is going to be information. And I talk about information all the time, controlling the information through which you see the world. And you can choose what type of information you see. So you can choose to create negative information around yourself, or you can choose to create positive information around yourself. For me, I know I want positive information, whether that's spiritual stuff, whether it's just self-help, whether it's stuff related to business. I want to make sure I'm priming my brain with positive information for the day that's actually going to benefit me and help make me the best version of myself. And again, you can actually do this without getting inundated from a bunch of stuff on your phone. If you turn your phone off before you go to bed, you put it in airplane mode and you wake up and it's in airplane mode and then you can choose anything that you have downloaded, whether it's an audiobook, podcast, anything like that, or if you even decide to read a physical book, which probably not that many people do anymore. But if you decide to do that, uh, just control the information. Be conscious that when your brain is in the impressionable states like this, that you are putting positive and feeding it just as you would with food. And I think that's hugely important. Can't be understated. Can't be stated enough how important it is to control the information. And you want to make sure that again, just like a baby, you wouldn't expose a baby to really negative information because you want to make sure that you're taking care of it and putting positive love and everything to it. Treat yourself like that first thing in the morning. Number eight is going to be caffeine, and I'm not going to say you necessarily need to completely eliminate caffeine. Now, the last few, last month or so, I have not done any caffeine. I actually feel pretty good, but a lot of people love caffeine, and I'm not opposed to it whatsoever. However, you do not want to be putting caffeine in your body first thing in the morning. When you put caffeine in your body, there is a little bit of an adrenal stress that goes on when you do it, and you're stressing your brain out, and you're creating a little bit more anxiety. Now, does that mean caffeine is bad? No, coffee, especially if you don't overload it with a bunch of sugar and preservatives and everything can be very helpful for you and have a lot of antioxidants. However, if you're doing it immediately, the first thing that you do in the morning, chances are you're, you're gonna have less control over your intention and because it speeds your brain up so much, it's going to be harder to set your intention for the day. So that's my opinion of caffeine, if you could, depending on whatever time you wake up, wait maybe an hour or two hours before you do it and just see the difference. Again, I'm not here to preach about caffeine and not to drink caffeine. However, if you can control it a little bit more, this first thing in the morning when you're going through, when you wake up is going to be, you're gonna be a lot more in control and not feel the need for it. And I know caffeine might be not necessarily addicting, but it probably is pretty habit forming in the sense that it creates a habit around wanting to have it. So again, if you can just delay caffeine for maybe an hour or two in the morning, you're going to notice a pretty big benefit, at least in terms of setting the intention for day for the day and not stressing yourself out for from the beginning. I know caffeine doesn't necessarily stress you out. So having a cup of coffee doesn't necessarily stress you out, but it kind of puts you in that zone where you get going and you want to kind of ease into 
the day instead of immediately waking up and going full force into it. Now, some people that may be what they want to do, but I have noticed I'm a lot better able to attack the day when I have a little bit more time in the morning where I can ease into it. So last one, number nine, is going to be sunlight. And again, this is something that you, could, you could stack on top of walking. So you can walk in the sun while you're doing your meditation because you have free space in your head to kind of think about what's going on. But sunlight is going to be huge, especially from a circadian rhythm standpoint, to help regulate your circadian rhythm. So if you get outside in the sun first thing in the morning, one is going to help get you all the benefits of sunlight, getting exposed to vitamin D and everything, but also regulate your circadian rhythm so your body knows, oh, okay, it's morning now, it's time to wake up, and you're gonna have more energy because of that. As opposed to, think how many people just wake up, they're in their house or they're in their apartment, and then they immediately go get in their car, and immediately they go get in the office. You're not giving yourself exposure to sunlight to help remind your body that it's time to wake up. And so all your systems really, even though you're technically awake, haven't necessarily wakened up because you haven't moved around and you haven't exposed yourself to sunlight. So you're, help prime, you're helping prime the energy for the day when you get exposed to sunlight. And I don't need to go into a whole diatribe about all the benefits of sunlight, but particularly in the morning, it's going to help you get your body charged up for the day and get going. So those were the nine things that will help optimize your morning routine. You can obviously, it's a little bit of physical stuff, a little bit of mental stuff, a little bit of a spiritual stuff. But if you can at least somehow incorporate all those things to whatever it is that you need for the morning. So maybe it's waking up 30 minutes earlier, going to bed 30 minutes earlier, sacrificing the Netflix show that you're watching at night, and then getting up a little bit earlier to set an intention for this. The amount of improvement you will make during the day is so much better because you're going to feel more empowered about the intention you have for the day. And I promise I'm not saying that just to say it. If you could do something like this for a week and notice the difference that you have, and even times that I slack off, I feel bad because I know these things set my life up in a way where I didn't have the best day that I could. So that's why I always go back to these things. I always make sure that I implement them and kind of fit it to make your schedule. And again, you can stack a lot of those things on top of each other. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. This was episode 50. Looking forward to hundreds and thousands more of this. But if there's anything I can ever do to help or you have any feedback, anything like that, if you try any of these, let me know. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.